Wish we grew up on the same advice. What a deep line, Frank Ocean. Dude, hope Frank's doing okay. I was going to say, how do you think he's doing? <laughs> I'm sure he's just doing what okay. What do you think he does on Wednesdays? Probably think about his brother. His brother's dead. Yeah. I think that's Car- like the ninth time that Frank Ocean dead brother has been brought up on this podcast. It's like your little brother dies in a car Crap. that you buy him. Oh, really? Presumably. It was a Tesla, <laughs> but his friend was driving, unfortunately. Uh, it's unfortunate when your life is taken because of the recklessness of someone else. You know, sometimes you just got to die in the car. Cause he, you know, him and, and Ray Dalio's son, both a uh, kind of similar story there. That's kind of fun. Ray Dalio's son's dead? Oh, yeah. One of them, for sure. There was a whole uh, clip on it. How? How'd he die? car crash right into a papa john's damn you know that now that you're bringing up dead sons yeah uh i i i I work with this guy and he didn't tell me this but this other guy told me this about him he was like yeah dude he 20 years ago he had a son and (laughs) he was just like driving and he like got into a fiery car crash like right in front of him like he was in another car like driving behind him or something and he couldn't he couldn't save him yeah i'm just like Dude, that's fucked up. 20 years. Yeah. It's quite the time to think about stuff and not fully get over it because you can never fully get over that. Probably thinks about it every day. I think so. What do you think? Uh, You say you have a very important death and then how many years until you're not thinking about it every day? There has to be a time of some kind of semblance of not thinking about it every day i i don't have kids yeah but i feel like if your kid died you would think about it every day especially if you like got to know them and they were like chill <laughs> then they're like a cool dude like if they're like a young adult they're like 21 and they just yeah. die you're just like oh god damn and like the day before like dude this kid is turning out <laughs> so dope dude couldn't like, have wished for a better one your only like chance of like continuing your bloodline is just gone if it's like your son Angry. No one else is going to take up my name. I mean, your daughter. You could, you could ask someone and be like, hey, just a random guy on the street. Like, hey, if you, do you want to get my name on your name? You yeah. You some money. It's still not the genetic. Do you think it's worse if your adopted kid dies? I mean, do you think it's like less worse or do you think it's the same? Uh, maybe there's something that genetics trumps over. But Probably. I mean, if you're, uh, I think if you're 20 years in with a, a baby to adult, you're probably, probably similar. I maybe keep, there's just a DNA strand that just breaks inside of you. I think so. I keep hearing every dad say, oh yeah, my, when my kids were born, that was like the best time of my life or like something having to do with their kids. Someone said Disneyland. something like, <laughs> like the best, the best 
times of life and the worst times of life will be with your child. Why the worst times? So like why the if, best like, times? So like, you know, you, maybe you're just like spending time with your kid, like watching them open like a birthday present and just seeing their joy and what that like makes you happy. They get fucking I don't know Yu Gi Oh cards or some shit because they're Nerd, dude. They're in the Nerd. fucking yeah no no Nerd. pussy ass bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like I don't know. And then I don't know. Your kid gets in a fucking car accident, and it's not that bad. Yu Gi Oh cards. Yeah, he like breaks both his arms. And he's not dead. He's still alive. But like you seeing your kid in pain, is like the worst thing you've ever experienced. Yeah. You know, or they just die and you're just like, fuck. I brought him Yu-Gi-Oh cards in the hospital. Now he can't even play with his Yu-Gi-Oh cards because his arms are broken. Yeah. I mean, you got the hands wiggling out of there. Damn. Freaking Yu-Gi-Oh nerd. I had a a Yu-Gi-Oh set, but like I played it with one dude like for one week and like we just made up rules. I never, I tried. I, I actually genuinely tried hard. to get into like you. Yeah. Did you like read rules and stuff? I, you first I watched the cartoon. I was like, let me actually like get into the lore. I do think like, that the cartoon might've, I think I watched it a little bit. It was a good, good little anime there. I couldn't, this voice, he sounded like Shaq or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was like, I looked at my sister. I was like, you hear this? Like, is this like the real thing? He was it, like was a, it originally Japanese? Or is it an American anime manga? I think it's Japanese. Manga is actually the written one. I feel like it was. I feel like it was really big for a second, and now it's kind of it not. Was. It was dope. Like it was. It, it rivaled Pokemon. I think. Why don't like, people fuck with it anymore? I mean, do people like Pokemon still? Yeah, I feel like Pokemon's like killing it. <laughs> like Pokemon, Pokemon still makes to... games. They have movies and stuff. Do their games? Pokemon games. That'd be a cool public company. Is it? Uh, I don't think so. I'm not I, sure. I'm not sure. I recall briefly reading about the company. The Rick thing and about Rick and Bond, Rick and Rick Bond. And Bond is cold what you're open. listening to. The, the, the Dead Sun Cold Open. How do you like that one? Oh, yeah. I like it. It's raw. The thing, Yu Gi Oh! is kind of lame because, like, in the show, they're just playing with cards. <laughs> and but the cards are magical. Yeah. They have monsters freaking animals appear. in them, dude. But that's it's, cooler than a pokemon nah pokemon you like have a that's an animal world, in captivity that's just, that's just the world where there's like animals that are kind of funky but this one has magical cards that has a freaking Aryan dragon nah pokemon's better because dragon. you capture the animals against their will and then you make them fight each other where's the card where, 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 what's the lore of the card where's the card come from i don't know i think they just I, I a magical know. being that is a card man Yu-Gi-Oh. I wonder if they can make a Yu-Gi-Oh movie and then just make a white guy uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Live action Yu-Gi-Oh, dude. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. Just cards running around. Oh, there was a Yu-Gi-Oh movie. Yu-Gi-Oh the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I I got to forget once you once you put that colon the movie after then it rings a bell in my brain. I actually um remember this. I had a friend that was really into this. Was it a good one? Was he a good friend? No, the movie. Oh, I don't know, but it did twenty nine point two million at the box office. Did did the friend bring in twenty nine point two million? Uh, no, I think he works at a coffee shop right now. Is it a twenty nine point two million dollar worth coffee shop? Probably way less. The budget for this film was twenty million, so they made nine point two million in profit. Not bad. Yu Gi Oh does look cooler than Pokemon. 
Yu-Gi-Oh like, look looks like yeah, sinister. He's like with it, you know. He's gonna kill you. Yeah, I do. Now seeing some Yu-Gi-Oh things, it could be a false memory, but I do believe sometimes in the morning I would, you know, see this man rack up points <laughs> and think about his his strategy of what to put for his trap card. Trap card's dope, dude. You know, it's interesting. Do you think that because like anime, like that, you know, the drawing style is pretty, like pretty similar. I feel like across all projects. Do you think Japanese people look at American animation and they're like, "Well, all of it looks the same. All of it looks like Family well, Guy." Classic, uh, Family Guy stuff. Like family maybe guy. today, Simpsons, Family Guy Simpsons. It's, it's very flat. It's like really big eyes with two dots and like a simple nose. And anime is more like elaborate and detailed. Shadows. Shadows, lines, emotions. This guy's very, (laughs) the eyes welling up with way more emotion. I'm not even in anime. And it's like, just seems like so much more work to put that together. Yeah. Probably comes from a, a Japanese anime culture. Probably comes from a culture of just, just discipline. Yu-Gi-Oh cards are way cooler than Pokemon cards. Uh, are Yu-Gi-Oh cards selling for millions? I mean, I in the eye of the beholder, you know. I wonder you gold one. Who owns this 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 IP? Me. <laughs> really? That, that Yu-Gi-Oh. Cool. Can I borrow some money? Mm, only if you admit that Yu-Gi-Oh is cooler than Pokemon. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Literally just one sentence. Who is? Did you ever do Beyblades? I had a big Beyblade phase. Yeah, but I wasn't really into it. Yu-Gi-Oh is not even that old. It's 1999. I was going to say it's 23 years, but I mean, does Pokemon predate that? 80s? I th- no, I think Pokemon is the 90s too. Pokemon 1996. Damn, Pokemon is younger than me. I, I was born into a Pokemonless world. <laughs> uh, it looks like the movie or the show of Yu-Gi-Oh ended in 2004. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. They die. Dual monsters. Oh, Digi- Digimonsters, dude? Digimon. Digimon was some trash, dude. Digimon. Digimon. I feel like I had some kind of something for this. Digimon wanted to be Pokemon so bad. Digimon, short for Digital Monsters, is a Japanese media franchise. Uh, original work was in 1997. Was it a movie? I think it was a game. Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, My they, they had a uh, they had a like a Tamagotchi type thing in 1997. It looks like. Damn, dude! Pokemon, bro. The franchise focused on the eponymous, eponymous, eponymous creatures who inhabit a digital world of the metaverse, a parallel universe that originated from Earth's various communication networks. Brought to you by Ikiyoshi Hongo. Are you, and by Bandai. Are you pumped for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? <laughs> Dude, Pokemon uh, video games is just like legit IP, bro. They're just like, yo. Did you get that new new? I think I had a... Um, and they got a fucking theme park. I had somewhat of like a recent 
not like in the past couple of years, but in the past like decade or so, I bought a handheld device. I think I had like a, I don't know, but I, I had a Pokemon for it. It's pretty cool. I think that was the first Pokemon I ever bought. Nintendo owns Pokemon. Okay. Hey, I wanted to do a, a segment. There's been a, a recent barrage here on Rick Herbon of, of comments that have been negative. And I wanted to read a bunch of negative comments. Unlike the videos? Like four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just on a couple ones. Are you sure you want to focus on the negativity? Yeah, yeah, because it's fun. Uh, okay. People didn't enjoy the, uh, the, the quote-unquote critique of the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> uh, that, it wasn't just the word critique. Uh, Logan Taylor 310 says, Wow, didn't think people could be this stupid. Wait, can you remind me what I, can we replay the clip of what I said? Um, was it even a clip? Or did someone like listen to the episode? <laughs> it was dope. I liked it. It wasn't like an amazing performance, but it was cool, like nostalgia. I have a couple of critiques. Overall, great performance. I wish there were less performers. Like, what if Whoa. it was just like Kendrick Lamar and... I don't want to see like a full Eminem performance. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar's thing was like 15 seconds. I would want to see a solo Kendrick show. Kendrick shows are all cool. Didn't think people could get that stupid. Okay. <laughs> Dummies, dude. And my guy, It's Kill, said, Yeah, Logan Taylor 310. Me either. Wait, I don't I don't get I don't get what's so controversial about I don't either, statements. but people people were riled up. I don't even know if they're like if they liked it or not. Gucci Medin says, Don't you ever try to critique <laughs> the best halftime show of all time? Oh I w see. WTF you smoking. Shit was lit. Oh, I see. Gucci also says, surprised you haven't been cussed out yet. IDK, what reaction you expected to get? Really just really inflammatory. Just, I, oh, wow. So the, hostile. <laughs> with a very run-of-the-mill clip. Yeah, okay. Like, all right, let's be honest. Like, let's clip this up. You know 50 Cent was in pain, hanging upside down. 50 Cent was the... I got a, a big pop out of 50 Cent. I was like, oh, it's 50 Cent. Holy, holy Pacao, Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. What, 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 are my, what are my other critiques? Uh, longer Kendrick Lamar uh, set, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Wanting um, more of it. Yeah, wanting more Kendrick Lamar. I don't Lamar. think these comments make sense. They don't make sense. Maybe a little more Snoop Dogg. He was good. Didn't really care for Mary J. Blige, personally. But, hey, teach their own. Um... Who else was up there? Dr. Dre, he just looked tired. He just looked tired to me. I liked the piano, dude. He was pianoing like it was freaking Stevie Ray Wonder. You think Ice Cube was like, man, how come they didn't invite yeah. me to be on this shit? Just a little pissed off. I'm from LA too. Like the most, bro, is he? Was he one of the ones that like migrated from the Midwest in like his 20, his 10s? Probably not. I don't know, but he was the one that wrote all the NWA songs. <laughs> Did he have Pac in the next room grinding? Yeah. Do you remember that reference? Oh, fuck, dude. Do you not remember that reference? I do. What, was that from NWA? The movie. When he's, uh, he's at that Pac the next motherfucker. Oh, when yeah. Dre, he's like, I got, they're all playing with pit bulls and there's a naked guy. And Dr. Dre comes out. He says, I got Pac in the next room grinding. Working, man. <laughs> yeah. One, one more comment. Uh, and this one... A little more sensible. 
uh, except for one thing, which has been said a little bit, not appreciated. The podcast is about unemployed 30-year-old talking about what they saw on a social media feed. Okay, sir. Way below I, 30, okay? And also, <laughs> yeah, not unemployed. So much income, dude. Yeah. Also, uh, 30. I am shocked and appalled. That's like, I've, I've been hit with the, you're an old looking dude a couple times now. And maybe this is coming from the younger generation. Yeah, we're getting pushed out. We're a little, apparently, I'm, I was on apparently like the very cusp of Gen X. It was like a month after I was born. And by no means do I ever, ever. It's a different culture. It's completely not I. Okay. It's Just a different put culture. Out there. I'm, old, I'm an old man. It's a different, it's a different mindset. Being pushed out, you know, millennials, we're a little older now. Understood. Understood. It's all good. But like this, maybe these like 19, 20 year olds that were born post 2000 are calling old 20, young bucks, dude. You know, prime. When, when I was prime. 20, did I think 26 was old? Not really. Probably. Loki. I didn't think Zach was old. That's a little bit. <laughs> I, I thought he was older. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, you know, you know. But like he wasn't it like is fucking. It quite the difference from like 20 to 25. I remember my friend neighbor Jeff, when I first met him, he used, he used to live with some people. Like a boyfriend and a girlfriend. And I don't know how old they were. They could have been like 24, 25. But they just seem so old. They seem like they've been married for 20 years. And I remember they said they wanted to go to Coachella. And my first thought was, bro, you're way too fucking old for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> How old were you? I was 19, 20, probably yeah. 19. I think 19, 20 year olds just think everything's really old. That was such a time, bro. I was so just like. What, what grade is 19, 20 college? I think I was a freshman. Yeah. I mean, 19, 20, like freshman in college is a young, is a young little boy, dude. That was just like legit, just like freedom. Cause you, you had, you didn't have the, the most weight of the world as a, as a someone yet, but you were like, all right, I'm gone from where I was before. And it was just like a little stretch of like weird thousands of dollars worth of ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Didn't pay any rent. Just yeah. chill. It's just vibes. <laughs> my freshman year was not vibes. Really? I mean, sophomore mine was vibes. Mine wasn't all vibes. I didn't. Sophomore enjoy. was. Speaking of old, dude, I was like, I was ruined with like a senior dude <laughs> in my uh, freshman year. Yeah, that's weird. It wasn't that's that weird. weird. He was like, a, he was, he was a junior, but like a junior in the dorm. I didn't that's... enjoy him. He did bring over hella, hella females, and he was an alcoholic. And in I'm retrospect, sure. I should have been a little like, this is cool, but I was very not with it. If I had, if I could do something different, I feel like I would have lived, <laughs> lived in an apartment. An apartment? Yeah. For just the first year or for the rest of it? For like, ever. Sophomore year, at least, when I was living out of that trap. I don't even remember apartments around Tucson. There's like someone forced you. There were a lot of apartments and they were like literally just like your most basic ass <laughs> cookie cutter apartments. But when people used to throw parties there, those used to fucking go off, bro. <laughs> I remember you couldn't even walk. You just see heads. 
It's just are you, be are dark. you talking about the big uh, <coughs> complexes, the big structures, or just like the normal part? Like every part, every um, I'm talking about like you know, like the ranch or something. Oh, okay. Remember that place? Yeah. Just like, and like people just be sleeping on mattresses, and there just be like an Xbox or some shit, and bongs everywhere. And I was like, dude, like this is just fucking. This is just literally just being a young man. Just <laughs> like. Like, let's, let's be the, uh, a, a a young child looking okay. every once in a while you just like smash a girl you go chill with your bros get drunk fucking damn i wish i had known about drop shipping back then <laughs> i would have been all over all over that shit yeah i wish i thought a, a tiny bit more because i was I, trying to make shirts and shit too i was doing it the old-fashioned way yeah like lame. i was trying to make a record label yeah, we were trying to do some stuff. At least we were trying. I wonder what the percentage of people that do that did. I feel like it's kind of not that low of a percentage that people are like, I want to make businessy stuff going into college. Yeah, I mean, like, I was looking at, like, Scooter Braun shit, because, like, he, I think, recently sold his holding company to this company in Japan for a lot of money, like $400 million. Um. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like how this guy get started? Like, it didn't just start with Bieber, but like literally, same shit, just throwing parties. And then <laughs> dude, like, <laughs> literally, everyone, dude, has has the college event throwing phase. Yeah, and then just fucking, he just like, okay, I'm gonna make a company around it, and I'm just gonna like become a promoter and market musicians. Oh, look, here's a kid that can sing. I have Cat- a little bit of money. Let me fly him out. Cats who didn't do software <laughs> stuff as a young age started off throwing events it's very a very unanimous life event for a sect of people in the business world throwing events is very can be very lucrative look at all these right. people these all people these people all want to do one thing and i'm gonna supply that thing they just want to drink and chat <laughs> they, they just <laughs> they just want to have a little beverage and say hello to another fellow co-ed Coed only means female, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know. Coeds, dude. Shout out the retreat. Shout out the ranch. Dude, the retreat, dude. Oh. Shout out levels. It's all changed now, but. It's probably like nicer. No, just the name. <laughs> Shout out those uh, obscure ass house parties way out in the desert. Which one? Or- like, you know, or Marcus would just be like, yo, I got an address. And we're just driving for 30 minutes into the <laughs> I darkness. Did about I did forget about this. Oh, my God. We just get out of an Uber and we walk up to the house. And there's nothing <laughs> happening. So we just go take an Uber all the way back and smoke weed. I don't recall that. I recall. I recall. I do recall one house quite vividly. It is just like, yeah, we're in like neighborhood randomly. That's interesting. I fucking, so I follow a lot of people I don't talk to on Instagram and it's interesting just to see like where they are in life. And I used to have a Twitter where I followed a bunch of college people, but I deleted it and I regret it because I just like seeing like what everyone's up to. What they but, tweet out. Yeah. Like what is a normal, uh, a nine to five rigmarole tweet out. Most of them are just like working a lot of teachers, teachers, eh? a lot of, a lot of business folk. I don't know. You know, no one, no one like substantial. A lot of real estate agents. A lot of real estate agents. You know, the people that 
didn't get a real degree. So they're like, all right. <laughs> real estate agents, um, people who, who, who manage accounts, account managers. Yeah. People working at Macy's. A lot of Macy's workers for 20 to 23 year olds. Fuck that. People who uh, know how to write sequel. Fuck working retail. It's not retail. They were doing account management at Macy's. Fuck working at Macy's. Working at a, there's. I think there's one. There's there's one chick from my high school that I came across on LinkedIn a couple years ago, and she was like the only person who had a semi like cool sounding job. It was like a record label. It was like L.A. <clears throat> Everyone else is real estate or like maybe some 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 banking in there. I tried to hit up one dude. I was like, yo, dude, tell me all the banking secrets. And he said like, ha ha, and then just didn't respond. Then I responded. I'm like, yo, I'm serious. <laughs> tell me the secrets. That's a good way to go to get information. Yeah, through, through, through a, a guy that works at banks. You don't want to be like yo, with these wheat futures. You, you want to like meet me? We meet up for lunch. <laughs> no, I was just like, yo, give me the secrets, bro. Damn, I have some exciting news, everybody. Pregnant? It's exciting. What? No, even better. Yeah, abortion. <laughs> I have finally reached one thousand subscribers. Congratulations! I have Thank a... you. Yo, 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 yo! I don't have my claps. I can hardly keep the women over me, away off of me. But yeah, one thousand subscribers. Unfortunately, I am not yet to the point of monetization. I still need a little more than two thousand watch hours. Ah, but at least I got the subscriber part out of the way. A lot of people I see get the watch hours first. And they'll need like 700 more subscribers. And I was thinking, okay, what is better? Definitely when, subscribers. Yeah. Cause like, it seems Watch like it is low key, not easy, but there's a whole lot of um, more momentum that goes with it. Yeah. And most of it's just from one video. So yeah. like all my other videos literally just don't do shit. Sub- subscriber is, is low key quite sticky. Like someone could, religiously watch a channel because it's you know it's in their habits and then it's in their algorithm but they just won't click subscribe yeah actually i think i have a number of people that have me on their notifications and i think it's like bell bell click yeah i think it's actually kind of smash that bell i think it's actually kind of high let me find it engagement no audience shout out uh subscribe youtube studio analytics it's lit dude it's the best analytics ever it's deep yeah um 103 people have all notifications on and 78 people have all notifications for my channel and youtube notifications so i guess and you oh like youtube notifications oh god google so (laughs) just in that habit of a phone user i think it's like uh if i'm not mistaken the 103 is like people that go onto YouTube and they just see the notification on Jen upload a video and then all notifications is like it goes to your phone. This man is getting uh, uh, bumpers on the top of his phone saying, Hey, 
YouTube's going on? I'm really, I'm really uh, torn between making content that is not super well produced, but I know can make money and making like well-produced content that like gets 50 views. So no money. I'll go with the former. The former? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the not well-produced content? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, th- I was thinking that too. Bottom line. But, you can yeah. make, make a produced video every once in a while for you. You yeah. can make a, just like a cool, maybe go deep. You do a, you remember um, the guy who made uh, a video out in Phoenix? For yes. Andy? Barry. Um, same, same Barry. That yeah, was yeah. the day I had the best in and out of my life. Never forget it. <laughs> Never forget that day. That did you go back to it once you had it? I feel like you did that. I don't think so. I feel like I'd be disappointed. I feel Are like you, Phoenix in and out always hits. Like something sure. about that. Something about that Phoenix in and out. Um, he made a uh, a video essay channel that has has gotten good um, traction. So you could do like a once a quarter well-produced video essay on something. Zane Barry. Tall, tall skeleton is the channel. Instead wow. It's a, a great name. 19,000 subscribers. Wow. I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. And like pretty substantial growth from like nothing. Wow. How many videos? What is this? Most viewed video. Fucking killer ass thumbnails. My goodness. He produces well. How many videos? Uh, one, two, three, four times one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Well, it's a where, lot. Where are these? It looks like he has like sixty videos. It's like podcasts. Yeah, not counting the podcast. <laughs> but one of his videos is one point four million. The video essay was that Kanye. Wait a second. What? You this guy just popped up in my fucking... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So th- that, is, that is a... If anyone wants to see Tall Skeleton, is a, you know, a good reference for long-form video essays. I never would have watched this and thought that Zane Barry made this ever, <laughs> ever. Which one? The which one popped up? Donald Glover, son of Kanye. Yeah, yeah. YouTube has been like, you got to watch this man. <laughs> he keeps throwing it at me. I was like, I'll get to it. But did you see the clip of Mr. Beast on Rogan? Which one? Uh, he's talking about just deep dive study of what makes YouTube clickable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I he's saw in he's past, nuts. But that was pretty cool. I dig that very much, though basically data scientist uh, obsessing over YouTube viralness. Hey, Thang is still on his YouTube channel. And I I did watch Tall Skeleton's Death of uh, Late Night Television. Very, very enthralling to watch it the whole way. I I respect people that just say, I'm just going to keep up all my old stuff, whether it be music videos. Yeah. Or like whatever. I'm just gonna build on top of it. Yeah, Me, yeah. I gotta make a fresh channel. Like I need a fresh start. There's a 
I, I, I sent you, um, I think it might have been Mr. Beast. Let me see what it was. Lucky, I might have to, uh, next season of the podcast, I might have to put it as a, as a, in the intro. Uh, Damn, <laughs> I should make video essays. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but about what? The Meet Kevin guy. He's a, I think he's an investment dude with the pink hair. Yeah. He's a, a 2013 video. And uh, I don't want to play because it it's annoying to edit the sound, but it's a, it's just him selling condos as a however year old man. And he just says, the condo market is red hot right now in a baggy suit. And I was just, it's, it's hilarious. It's funny. He's next to a plant on the left side of the plant. My friend took his real estate course. He said it's very good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, meet Kevin's? Yeah. I see. He said it's one of the best. Do you get a certificate to <laughs> do real estate? No, I think he said he took his real estate course and his like stock course mm-hmm. and he's doing well in both or at least the stocks. So I see. I see. Yeah. What would you make video essays on? I don't know. I, mean, I would have to think about what's important to me. What's Mr. important Tom to me? has done music. 13k for a podcast nice donald glover son of kanye 635 i wonder what a cpm is i wonder how much money he's making on these music wasn't it uh running the kind of the middle of the ground category uh because i feel like uh, i feel like this would be like in the same realm as um dorian right it's somewhat not marketing. You could you could you could say there's a category for marketing in there. Um and like but this is like this is stuff that keeps people on YouTube. Um, yeah. Which is a little yeah. different than advertisers budget willing to, to get off, but what is the CPM for a YouTube music channel? It's probably twelve? That seems a little high. I saw someone with a $78 CPM the other day. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Fucking let me, let me see this video. Okay. You've probably seen this guy. Okay. It was like 70 something dollars, dude. I was like, bro, this has to be fake, but it's not. He's making like, he has a one video. How I made 2.5 million in 2021. How'd you do it, sir? Or, I think it's ready? this one. I think it's this one. Big YouTube, big monies. Bro, and he's like, yeah, this is just my side hustle. Like, my real thing is drop shipping, and I have a SaaS business. What's he sassing up? It's like a drop shipping thing to help you is find it, products. Is it the guy I know? Yeah, I've seen him. Dude, yeah, go to like the part where he talks about his AdSense. I'm pretty sure it's this video. His captions. It's open transcript. Um, I think he he did pop up. I was doing like, you know, classic first step Google stuff of how to make a software business and he popped up. Yeah. He's nuts. Where is it? Oh, fuck. So, all right. I just have this monthly estimated revenue last six months. This was from April 23rd, 2021. So November of 2020, made $236 from YouTube. In December, he made $301. In January, he made $1,300. February, 5000 
March. His mouse is in the way. <laughs> Fuck. But I think that said $13,000. And then April, $8,000. So I'm trying to look at a CPM. He's making an average of $400 to $700 per day on YouTube. All of his videos get over 100,000 views. And his CPM is, he's not even showing it. Come on, brother. I mean, what is even this category? Is he's just doing money stuff? What well, it's mostly drop shipping. Yeah, yeah. But drop shipping CPM is not that high. But yeah, the stuff I see some ETH, I see some <laughs> Facebook. So basically just marketing. Stuff. Everybody's just dropping in some crypto stuff because I think that CPM is high. Yeah. Um, fuck. How does one differentiate themselves? How many videos does this man have? He makes pretty cool vids too. Mostly just, he likes, now he's just interviewing business kids. As you do. As yeah. you do. Oldest videos four years ago drop shipping, Shopify, live value bombs. Why you will fail. Shout out Jordan Welch. Shout out Jordan Welch. I, I followed him on Instagram. And I think he has like a team of bots that like try to sell his course. Mm -hmm. So he fucking, he quote messaged me. He was like, just straight up. How's your drop shipping going? <laughs> and I was like, I don't drop shit. And he was like, why haven't you gotten started? <laughs> I was like, bro, who am I talking to, bro? <laughs> why haven't you done it yet? You little nerd. Because I lost so much money trying. And I, I, was, I was saying that was the DM stuff. No, I'm, I'm good off of physical stuff. I remember, fuck, I remember when I tried dropshipping when I worked at that microphone store. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think, because I was like so fucking miserable at that store. If that shit had popped off, bro, I would have been like, what the fuck? Because me and Kevin, we went half on a store. On, mm -hmm. on, it was called um, Pod Wrap. And it was AirPod covers. Mm -hmm. And it was making sales, but... We were issuing a lot of refunds because it took too long to ship from China. How much money did you spend in total? We were spending, we were each putting, I think, $250 a month for ads and ad spend. So $500 a month, I think. And the site, which was like, like probably like $30 a month or something. But and then we were selling them for, I think, like 10 bucks. And we were getting them for like maybe like less than a penny. And then the shipping was like $3. So we were making like $6 profit. But it would take so long to get to the people that. Business cycles of physical shipping is very not fun to gauge if you don't know the cycles of it. I, I, he, he kept saying, dude, let's just order a bunch. And yeah send them out but i was like i was really against like having physical products because i i made the mistake before of like ordering too much shit and then just sitting on supply the business cycles you gotta have down to a t yeah and but it's damn that was not, a, not that, at your whim that was a bitching store too uh, very not your whim um pot wrap is it live still no rest in peace rest in peace um, crypto stuff. Yuga Labs, which made 
I don't know, something, some NFT just bought CryptoPunks and MeBits. Yuga Labs made Board Ape Yacht Club. So Board Ape, <coughs> Board Ape Yacht Club just acquired CryptoPunks and MeBits. So are they were excited. Are those to companies? The, the, they bought the IP of CryptoPunks and MeBits NFT collections from Larva Labs. Larva Labs is the, the firm that made CryptoPunks and MeBits, apparently. Yuga Labs is the firm that made Board Ape Yacht Club. And now they got freaking Board Ape Yacht Club, MeBits, and CryptoPunks. Damn, Larva Labs just cashed out before the crash. Nice. This means that we now own the brand. You got to buy low, dude. <laughs> this means that we now own the brand's copyright in the art and other IP rights for both collections, along with 423 CryptoPunks and 1,711 MeBits. What, what comes next? Now that we own the IP for CryptoPunks and MeBits, here's what we're planning to do with it. As a first step, we'll soon be granting CryptoPunks and MeBits holders the same commercial rights that Board Ape Yacht Club and Mutant Ape Yacht Club owners enjoy. That's pretty cool. We're working with our legal teams to draft the new terms and conditions for both collections and expect to share these with the community soon. By handing over these rights, we're further aligning CryptoPunks and MeBits with the Web3 ethos and what we expect a wide range of third-party developers and community creators to incorporate CryptoPunks and MeBits into their Web3 projects. We'll be building the overall brand right alongside them. Speaking of that voice, did you watch the Apple thing? No, I didn't, but I heard it was good. There was one thing in iPhone SE that was neural networks that was cool, and they basically just like exploded the chip industry. They're like, yo, previously you couldn't do this with chips, and then we did something new. And now you can have like four screens with 4K, so suck it. They're just literally kicking ass with like... <laughs> and also last, makes the chips. <laughs> their last chip, I think was in the fucking, I don't know what it was, the Mac Pro or something. It was so good. It was so ahead of everything in the industry. And then a couple of days ago, they were like, yo, that last chip, we just <laughs> yeah. doubled it and just made it one chip. They're like, usually people needed two chips to do this thing. And then we just made one chip that did it. They're literally kicking. Like, what do you even, <laughs> I think it's the Mac studio is yeah. like, I, I don't even know what I would use that for, but it's like fucking, when you think about what it could do, how much money you can make with it. If you like use it properly, it's what can very you do cheap. With a big processing power. Like if you were like an 8k video editor and you need to turn around a project in 15 seconds, Boom. like, I'm just like, am I, for the first time, my M1 was lagging on me the other day, trying to edit four tracks of 4K footage, but I couldn't handle it. Pussies. Pussies, dude. All right, let me just spec one out real quick. We're going to get the Apple M1 Ultra with 20-core CPU, 64G. This is ridiculous. 128 gigabytes of unified memory. We're going to hit it with eight terabytes of solid-state drive storage. Throw Final Cut and Logic Pro in there. Um, and that's going to come out to $8,500 or $708 a month for 12 months. You down? Sure. Should I, sure. should I throw in a monitor too? Why not? Maybe two. Ooh, uh, let's go into nano texture glass. Uh, you got to get the tilt adjustable stand. Um, it's free. It, it's it's like you're. It's very uh, smooth. The tilt. I remember that. Now it's ten thousand oh. dollars. Imagine just like 
just being like, all right, let's get it. Yeah, and it's just easy. like an hour write off. Very easily imagined. Yeah, very easily imagined. It's the same thing as sixty dollars. What is ten thousand dollars? Very. Are you reading any books? I'm. I have a, a book about cycles. It's called Cycles. And then I finished. Um, what's it called? The future's faster than you think. That was pretty dope. Probably read. I might not reread that, but um, the cycles book is obviously just very, just about the science of cycles throughout life and economics. It's kind of boring, but very interesting if you want uh, to be the greatest investor in the world to ever exist. Um, Warren. <laughs> Warren owns so many things. It's funny with uh with tech getting super red right now. Um, Buffett's back on like the list of like top five champs of owners, and all of his holdings are just railroads. He's outperforming tech. Railroads, railroads, man. Still He's an integral so part old. to society. He just knows, bro. Still an integral part to economics and society. Railroads will be around longer than the internet. <laughs> Maybe man, no. There's there's there is probably a uh, you could probably chart out the death of railroads, if uh, at least the growth. I learned uh, how to plot receding growth in a firm or a company or a country. Pretty cool. You could probably see when the death of anything happens based on a nice chart. Nice ratio scale. Are you excited? About what? Warren Buffett's Railroads? For America? The death of Railroads? Like, excited for $8 a gallon gas? Uh, I don't use it much, but even if I did, you know. I was, I, there was a point that was brought up, like, if gas is it like, do people cut down driving if, if gas is that uh, a problem for them? Like, can you cut down your driving? Like people are driving once a week into the Bahamas and then can't do that anymore. Probably not. People kind of just use car for everyday transit and still have to buy gas. I'm under the impression that a lot of people don't even look at the price of gas. They just put in $20 and get what they get. <laughs> That's there's a, there's a bit of, you know, you, it's, it's funny cause gas is like the one thing that everyone, one part of the economy, everybody like knows because they're driving and it's big plastered everywhere and you can kind of see I'm like, Oh, gas is up, gas is down. Um, so Shaq, there was a bit on uh, inside the NBA where Shaq was talking about gas and he, he was basically saying like that thing where he's like, I just put it in to give me enough room to drive where it's like, yeah, but that $20 gives you less gas. <laughs> Shaq is also rich. So it's like that's true. His, I literally his, his thing was he's like okay so i have a, a, a half tank of gas and I, I put some in just to give me enough you know wiggle room to get where i need to go why not and, just fill it up shack and, and the homie was like well it depends how far you're going <laughs> he's like he, he was like if if if, if, if gas is eight dollars a gallon or a, a mile or something then you can only go a certain amount. And he's like, no, I just, you know, I have half a, half a tank and I put in a little wiggle room there to get me where I'm going. The, <laughs> the, I understand the mindset, but 
you want to go to the gas station the least amount possible. <laughs> so if you're only putting in $5 to get you around for the day, you're just going to be at the gas station tomorrow. Yeah, you know? just at the gas station every day. That's no fun. Damn, I was thinking, I, I, I've been seeing a lot of rich people say that, uh, especially Alex Hermosi, saying that uh, the, they all have the mindset that money doesn't matter. And you get to like a point and it's not even that much money. It could be like a couple hundred thousand dollars, right? Where like you don't want to think about the price of something. But for someone that is poor, like money is everything because money is survival. And I'm thinking like when I'm rich, am I ever going to be like that? Oh, money doesn't matter. I feel like when you have a lot of money, a lot of these rich people say, Grant Cardone said it, Alex Hermosi said it. They said they didn't get excited when they first made a lot of money. And I'm thinking, well, maybe they did, but now they're just trying to like downplay it to like be like, because they're so, they're, they're so used to just having a lot of money. They're just, it's kind of cool to like be nonchalant about it. Sure. You know? um, but like, it's definitely, I feel like it's definitely a feeling for everybody, but then it's fleeting because humans get bored really fast. Yeah, I, I would... <laughs> ask in the case of your like first first breakthrough there was probably a high that someone had when they had a goal and maybe it's more towards the business aspect of accomplishing a sale or something that might get them like oh that was that i finally did something rather than the money amount but i haven't fully had like a moment where i could look at my screen and be like okay cool but I, i know what it looks like in practice um and i can i can i can get the feeling of like okay there's a number that i've hit and i i'm still the same i very much understand that like Um, steve jobs steve jobs was like um he said it's not gonna it's not gonna be like a rush of like euphoria when you see a couple zeros in the bank account well it's kind of i feel like it's kind of like like when you, when you realize I don't have to work anymore, like, yeah. okay, bam, now what do I do? Like that's, that's, that'll be exciting for anyone. But the, 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 but it's like you, you're making the business because like yeah. you want to, not cause you have to, Yeah, it's, you do what you want to do. I just, I, I think what they're saying is like, there's no like <laughs> moment of God moment when, when that happens, it's, it's still basically living life. Like Steve Jobs said that, oh, I have no intention on being the richest man in the graveyard. And he would always talk about how like, like product is more important than like money. But in his book, when he said, not his book, the guy that wrote the book, he like made his first sale. Like he got dollar signs in his eyes and he was like, wow, this could make a lot of money. And then when he was 25 with $250 million, he was like, like I have so much money. Like all I want to do is just focus on what I want to do. And what I want to do is make this company. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm kind of saying. Like once you realize like, okay, I've set up the infrastructure to make a gate, a, a, a a dam where it it can flow through. I think that's pretty exciting. Like, all right, I've now made a river that can flow money down which comes from product you know but i I think that 
obviously is, is quite exhilarating as people who enjoy building and succeeding in business because it's like leveling up in a game. But it's it's not like things won't change mindset is might be a better way of putting it it could change like the way your lifestyle is but like the mind in your head is still going to be the mind in your head and then most most of these people that have hit a lot of zeros wake up and they're like oh i wish <laughs> i have a bunch of zeros and very nice uh materialistic lifestyle but my other kids hate me my, my other aspect like you wake up billionaire and then you wish oh i wish i had a family that was plentiful to me damn but then you're like oh well <laughs> and you're yeah, like because, oh well let's go on a jet ski but the, yeah like like but like that's that's literally it like either way it's still like okay this is a thing and just like 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 thoughts and like actions of people and talking like it it comes it appears in your consciousness and then it is fleeting after the a worst amount of time the worst thing you can do when you're depressed because you know everybody gets depressed go on get depressed whether you're you're rich or poor the worst thing you could do when you're depressed is go to work and sit in a cubicle and just be depressed at work at least rich people cannot do that when they're depressed yeah, they yeah. Just, you know the, the, the grass is always greener they can just walk around and be bored <laughs> <laughs> You could you could at least yeah, but I mean you have a, a a freedom to, you know, have time and go like see a beach, yeah, and breathe, and just be like, where are all my friends? Oh, they're at work. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to a, a an NFT private club, and you're like, yo, what's going on, guys? Yeah, what's going on, fellow nerds? <laughs> it doesn't have to be an NFT club. It could be a club that has an NFT. Damn. Board bought Board Ape Yacht Club. No, bought CryptoPunk IP. You know, it's funny because the, the cats who made CryptoPunks, like if you go to Larva Labs online, on the mm -hmm. internet, on the World Wide Web, which someone built, by the way. <laughs> someone built www. Um, go to larvalabs.com. Um, these guys are just kind of like, you know, like app builders, and then they also happen to build CryptoPunks. Hi, we're Matt and John. <laughs> like they were building, they were building Android stuff. You know, building software. Probably went to went to whatever school, or just did. Yeah, he has a PhD. Genomic genomics analyst software. That's sick, dude. Um, and then they did CryptoPunks, and it became crazy. Very valued thing. And like one of the first NFTs to use cryptography as an art um, NFT project. So it's kind of like it, it's a not super far off that they would sell it, just because like they seems like they were making software and made a, a a blue chip NFT project, and they're like, all right, I don't know why you would sell that maybe. <laughs> the bottom of a cycle of crypto but <clears throat> maybe because they think it's gonna go way further down i'm gonna reach out damn crypto punks huh 
should have listened to Gary when he invited me to that mastermind. (laughs) I was was in the Skype call, bro. Yeah. I I went into a break room and I was like, this guy is Looney Tunes. You no way am I going to buy this weird digital crypto art. It's like, this shit's so lame, bro. Pixelated. Like, it's not even like there's 10,000 of it. Like, why would I buy that? It's like, dog, you want me to buy this? (laughs) Um, what was it? What was the price of it when he had the uh, the alleged call? Oh, I don't know. Probably like two hundred bucks. <laughs> These billionaires. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I'm not gonna spend two hundred bucks on a freaking pixel head, dude. There was a music video. I forget which one. It was a new one. Um, might have been like a Griselda cat. Uh, but they had a. You you know those parts of a music video where it's like they're show they're showing themselves on a BlackBerry like Soldier Boy did for like uh, the first time ever. I'm uh-huh. sure other music videos did it, uh, but they had a, a a an ad scene where they're using a Ledger wallet, which I thought was kind of kind of cool to show Damn. that they're just a whole lot of money. You know what I'm saying? In the Saw bank. a Norm Macdonald ad, and he was making. Yeah, it was a Budweiser commercial from the early 2000s. And it was with the, I think the CEO of Netscape, who yeah. was hot back then. And they were making a bunch of internet jokes because the internet was new. You should look that up. You'll enjoy it. Let me grab it. Norm McDonald, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, let me play it. Mark, no, that Jason in that joint, Doc. Okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> Mark Andreessen is the the head of A16Z, and uh, I think most older people probably know him as Netscape guy, but like young, younger cats only know him as like A16Z guy. Um, he's the guy that uh, Dorsey was feuding with on Twitter. Ah. Uh. So he, the head of one of the heads of A16Z, is talking to Norm Macdonald about internet hey mark thanks to you now everything's dot com you know beachballs.com arugulasalad.com i mean dot com on oh, here we go again hey dot com padre we both like miller light for the same reason it tastes great undotcommonly so you know i like it because it's so smooth Ooh, i guess we're in dot compatible right not if you lose the lane dot comedy hey that's a good dot combat <laughs> miller light taste a true pilsner dot com here often it's almost like it was a bunch of crypto commercials for the Super Bowl. It's literally, we're going to look back at those and be like, what were we thinking? The crypto commercials? Yeah. Like I that mean, fucking, uh, you see that LeBron crypto.com commercial? What does that have a, to do with crypto? Well, you know, storytelling, nothing. <laughs> doesn't matter. It's like, there, I'm watching that. I'm like, I still don't know what it is. Well, there, there was, I mean, there's a, you know, cycles of, of what people wanted to do for ads and in the past it was like you have to show what the product does and show what uh, people what, uh, how it helps people do something and then it kind of got towards you know just emotions emotional storytelling with a brand at the end and uh i mean this norm mcdonald one was making fun of a product because probably everyone was making fun of dot com stuff which is somewhat uh they should have just Correct. shown footage of a lady getting robbed for the crypto commercials. 
<laughs> Her purse just getting stolen. But it was very, is very storytelling. I mean, the one that would probably be analogous to this Norm McDonald one was FTX's um, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, Old Man, Jew, David. God dang it, dude. What's his name? The, oh, he, he's, he's going through all the eras and he's saying like, oh, this is nothing. Larry, uh, Larry, no, Dave, Larry David, Larry David, Larry David. Ah, uh, yes. That one is probably analogous to that one, but like, that was a good one. And they were both FTX. LeBron. LeBron was FTX? Acecrypto.com. Uh, there was a, uh, there was a QR code that was hidden in the Crypto.com LeBron commercial that would give you an NFT airdrop. It just <laughs> takes you to fucking Hong Kong's website. <laughs> <laughs> put in your email <laughs> it was a it gave you a see i was i was I, w- I was sitting watching the super bowl and then coinbase's qr nostalgia thing went on and that one was the one i was most intrigued and interacted with like i literally said out loud i, I feel compelled to s- scan this qr code and i did it crashed the site so they say or they crash it themselves to have more publicity. I scan it. That should change my phone number. <laughs> it is probably not a great thing to uh, to put out in the public that you should be scanning QR, random QR codes. I think there was a, a headline that said, like, there was a QR code that is taking your bank account stuff. Uh, nice. Maybe not the safest thing to put out <laughs> into the crypto, into the noobs of crypto world. Of just scan any QR code. Nice. You do your taxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sent my guy my coinly thing, all my write-offs, all that good shit. He wants to have a talk with me. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Do my taxes. I'm very, very scared. Be Plus, like, yeah. you, you, pr- you probably get pay, uh, charge me for talking to you. No. He's going to be like, yeah, email? look, I just wanted to tell you this face-to-face. You're fucked. <laughs> I just want to be a man and like, let you know, like the IRS is like, just like, I've never seen more red flags in my life. Like dog, like you, you can't write off like half this shit. Well, I mean, that's not that as long as it's not crypto related. Well, I don't know. So like my, my situation was um, pretty interesting because I did not make a lot of money from my regular job. Right. Mm -hmm compared to how much I made from crypto. Hmm. So put that all together. That's like whatever my fucking income was. Right. Is it in a different tax bracket as uh, Well, here's employer? the thing. I'm in like such a low tax bracket because I didn't make that much from my job. Right. Apparently. But it, that doesn't matter because if you, if your other one outweighs your, the tax bracket of crypto oh, yeah. income. Uh-huh then it's probably a different tax bracket. Yeah, it pushes me up into a new one. So I was freaking out. I was like, damn, I'm going to have to pay a lot in taxes, probably. And so I was like, okay, let me just write off as much stuff as I can. And so I did that. I spent a lot of money, way more than I thought, on subscriptions. Like like so much, like what the fuck was I thinking kind of money. So um, what? Like just like- Entertainment? No, you know, shit like, well, a lot of it was like apple.com bill. So it was probably yeah. like fucking iCloud shit domains, 
uh, fucking hosting, Photoshop, you know, shit like that, like video subscription shit. Um, bottom money on there, wrote off everything I used to make videos, um, wrote off a lot of me paying for people to do stuff. Uh, so we'll see if it bounces. Yeah, it out. sounds like less about crypto stuff, more about write-off. Well, my shit was like my crypto. Sh- well, here's the thing. I put my shit in Coinly and one of my wallets was like kind of messed up or the contract, for one of the coins. So it said it was worth like $2 billion and Coinly picked that up. Right. And so it said like, I owed like a lot more than I thought. I was like, what the fuck? I don't have $2 billion. You know, did you fix it? Well, what I did was <clears throat> important. I wrote, I wrote the guy a note. I was like, Hey, dude. <laughs> I wrote the CPA note. I was like, Hey dude, like this is like messed up. Like there's no way I have $2 billion of anything. I made like 500 bucks from this coin, you know, uh, like give me a call if you have any questions, but everything else is like, correct. You know, but on the capital gains on the capital, like gains us like that actually pulled out. That was correct. Okay. okay. You know? Yeah. But I think the cat, I think, and there's also, I mean, only for like the exchanges, they have their own like 1099s, I believe. But I think all I had to give was, uh, as we talk about tax stuff on the internet, um, that cap gain report was good. And then all the like government things that had printed out, I schlepped over and said, Hey, it's what we got. How you like it? Cause it's not, it's also like, uh, not that confusing from a tax professional perspective. It's like, it's just uh, like a freelance, uh, not even, it's not freelance, but like it's a property tax. It's like, okay. Yeah. I, I was telling my dad, I was like, yo, you're, your boy's in for like, like the time of his life. He's like, oh no, it's okay. So he's a professional. He's been doing it for 50 years. I mean, the right. <laughs> like, dude, this, this, thing, this thing got born a couple of years ago. He's going to be like, uh, okay, sir. What is Doge Inu cum dunk with dub rocket coin? It's How'd you make 20 grand from it? It's property. It's property. It's <laughs> like, okay. Uh, Lana Rhodes, Mia Khalifa coin. <laughs> yeah. Property. It's just, you know, in the eyes of the law property. Uh, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Well, you, you lost $10,000 on that one. Ah, uh, sometimes you lose. Uh, yeah. Fucking taxes. Gotta pay them. I was wondering the person I use for taxes, I don't know if they have a spouse that has other income, but like they only do taxes for like a couple months in the year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like, like, what, they, what else do they do? How, what do you, how do you, what's going on here? You know, do they get like, paid so well, don't like businesses do taxes at other parts, another part time of the year. So maybe they do that. I'm not sure. Maybe they're just accountants, freelance accountants for people. I've never heard of that. Um, but yeah, that crossed my mind looking at like bills from the tax person. I was like, what do you, how are you alive? Maybe they make so much money. They don't need to work all year. They just love, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like, not, not but like, my I was chargers. Like, <laughs> there's still like shit, like turbo tax and shit. And like people still are I, taxed. I don't people. think this person is freelancing turbo tax. They could <laughs> no, be, I mean I like know. a lot, there's like software out there that people can utilize and there's still tax people yeah. still making money. Well, you know, some people, you know, some people 
need a professional. <laughs> Some people at, at a certain at a certain level, you don't want to TurboTax it. I don't want to TurboTax my eighty five billion dollar <laughs> income. <laughs> like, I wonder if there is institutional TurboTax accounts. Like, yo, come on, <laughs> I need something here. You take your fucking $85 million tax shit to the guy at Walmart. <laughs> Legit, just the, the person who made just like a killing off crypto and he's like 19 and all he's, all he's known is TurboTax. And he's like, uh, so I he's come like, to you guys, right? Like, I, I've seen my, the commercial. <laughs> didn't use my Coinly affiliate link, so he's just making it hard on himself. TurboTax.com. There's also TurboTax. another... Um, I forget it, but there was a uh, a guy that was a tax professional that had a preferred crypto tax site that was different than Coinly. But as long as I, I don't get a check from someone that I don't want to check from, then it'll it'll suffice for me. Yeah, I'm paying mad taxes on my regular job. Shit, it takes so much. It takes everything. Yes, there's a. It's a lot. So <laughs> poor. Uh, what else went down, dude? Anything headline off top for you? Uh, I just bought tickets to see the weekend. Did you? I was kind of wondering. I saw his his poster, his online digital Instagram poster. Yeah, I mean, I was like, dude, he's gonna be in LA on my birthday. Oh snap. I got to scoop up with some ticks. Uh, we're talking two hundo. Oh my God. You fucking wish six. One ticket was, I think it was, I think it was like 300, 350, but I think, I think it was like 300, but I bought two to, so I can bring whoever I'm sleeping with at the time. 300 is kind of the, this is the splurge number. 300 is nice. Yeah, I was like, so here's here's my rationale. I was like, dude, no matter what I'm doing on my birthday, I'm going to be like, damn, I <laughs> yeah, wish we, I was at that show. Literally, he's like a block away. Literally, and I like like my most favorite singer <laughs> ever, and I'm not at his show when he's in my city on my birthday. That's yeah, just yeah. not even smart. So yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to do it. Legit, like all the, all the when, when if NFTs projects were, were minting all their <laughs> stuff and everyone was happy because it was peak Bitcoin price. The, the the sweet spot is three hundred to six hundred dollars of, of people splurging, just normal people. Um, you know, this is interesting. I think this I don't know if this is new. So I already have the tickets in my Apple, Apple wallet, wallet. And I think I can like send it to someone. Oh yeah. So like if like you bought it, I could just like text it to you. Let me see. How can would I? someone buy it? You can test well, it like you can, you can, like Apple, you Apple pay me some money or something. Ah, uh, 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 you know. But like, I still, think like, I'm, what is the the modem of exchange like via Apple Pay? So you're gonna be like a, literally a text that says, uh, "I I want to give you this Apple ticket," and then you give me a thing. Actually, I you might I think you can sell it on the Ticketmaster website. I thought you could send it, or maybe that's an update that's coming. But like, yeah, you just send it, and then it like appears in your wallet. And then you just like Apple pay it, touch it to the terminal. There's no barcode anymore. Um, What's your oldest ticket in your Apple wallet? Um, I delete them. So nothing. Why would you do that? Because I don't want trash in my wallet. It's a fun, you know, digital, of the digital, digital 
cleanliness is important to me. You don't like seeing the past? I got fucking two weekend tickets in my fucking Apple wallet, dude. That's cool as hell. And this show's not even till September. This is the, uh, that that is what people will like to show off. There's a, I already talked about it, but a guy had a NFT gif on a necklace during the dunk contest. I think it was just like on the phone or something, but it is, it's fun to uh, show off. I wish I could what are my freaking weekend NFTs doing? You guys still selling below the floor, you nerds? Stop it. Damn, SoFi Stadium. It shows at 6.30. Kind of early. Kind of. I mean, with Doja Cat. Is, it, is there someone else besides Doja? I don't think so. I'm like not. I wouldn't be late. stoked to see Doja. I'm not stoked to see that. I might go late. <laughs> don't really, don't really care for Doja Cat live, honestly. Uh, I think she might have an okay performance live. She, you know, she, you, you seen her bang the uh, electronic drum. Yeah, I keep seeing videos of her like hating her life when she's on stage, I'm doing like, the 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 weird like uh, nerdy monologue stuff. Yeah, cause, yeah, because she, I guess she doesn't like singing her hit song that everyone knows because she has to sing. She it. likes being snarky every day it's like bro like okay you think she the weekend you think the weekend like singing blinding lights five <laughs> times a day like come on false alarm yeah like I don't, I don't even think he sings that no one fucks with that song it wasn't great i i really wish sacrifice wasn't a single was it not a single it was. oh that's gonna be so good live bro mm -hmm. fuck dude i'm gonna be oh god i might do molly mm -hmm. i would suggest being sober sober what <laughs> for abel are you kidding me yeah because then you really you know what's what what can be a higher high than the sweet sweet songbird of abel to i'm Sabaya? definitely i'm gonna be fucked up dude <laughs> I, I i don't want to wish ill will but it would be humorous if you blacked out and don't remember dude what where was i i think i went to a weekend concert like five years ago and there sure was a girl it, uh, i feel like when i'm filming like every time day, i film with the waking concert i'm just like dude i gotta day, watch the day leading to you know going up to sofi oh fuck maybe like a peak moment after he's he's getting off the stage i would for sure because like that's just kind of stuff i want to watch videos of not not I the performance the performance video is always lame or you could do a freaking gopo twitch live stream after hours till dawn tour that's a sick combo, dude. Shout out COVID. Let me see. SoFi. I want to show you where I'm sitting. It's not that bad. Okay. It's kind of far. I heard SoFi it's Stadium is beautiful, dude. It's, it's so good. Shout out the Chargers. Um, his last one before COVID was going to be at the Staples Center. Ew. Yeah. How dare he? Wasn't that I, like when SoFi wasn't up? Yeah. It was like... <laughs> well, dude. It, it was, it was Staples. Staples. I am in section... Is SoFi? No, I guess it's sponsored by freaking SoFi. <laughs> I'm in section 233. And oh, this... everybody go to section 233. Oh shit! Oh, my yeah. Brain. I mean, what are they gonna rob me? Yeah. yeah, fuck it. Hey, dude, you're critique. Hey, this is where the you... Super Bowl halftime show happened. Here he yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy says he wanted a longer Kendrick performance. Yeah, and I guess the stage is just like a runaway. That's that's whatever. It's it's whatever. It's not great. I mean, that's what Staples is, wouldn't it be? I, yeah, I'm just like. 
I don't the, the concerts I've been to. I've been to a lot of concerts, but it's it's never been a, a circle stadium. Yeah, the the uh, the right side is like not going to be seats. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Fuck, I'm so excited. Maybe I'll just go with myself, just so I can actually just like not have to deal with anyone else. This is bullshit, dude. I might suggest that a tiny bit, but you did buy it. You know, flip it on the market, bro. I might flip it. But what if I'm like sitting to some like annoying person? It's a random person. Maybe I'll just keep it open. No, this this takes. It is a little weird being like next to someone and like not knowing them. Yeah. So I guess this is like an extra show. You know, that's the fandom. I guess this is a this is what I like to call a great marketing tactic. Like, so there was obviously going to be two shows on the second and third, but he only announced the second. Second obviously f- sells out, so he's like, "We're going to add an extra show to create that urgency." And because of that urgency, I bought. I didn't buy before. Congratulations, marketers! He got he got me, dude. Way to go! Who do you think is in charge of that? His team. Probably not even. Team. Probably Live Nation or whoever's planning this thing. Direct. Like, how are you gonna have one show in LA, dude? <laughs> like, come on. Hold on. Something, something's afoot here. Like, so dumb, dude. Oh, and the next day just happens to be available. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no fucking football game or anything. It just happens to be open. Oh, you think we could squeeze in another show? Game. Oh, look, look, let me check the calendar. <laughs> oh, you're good. The Rams Guys, canceled. Hey, uh, just hear me out here. Do you guys want another show? Another you guys show with it? Let's do it, dude. Let if we can get call. the staff to do a little overtime, I'm sure they'd be down. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they might have to rush it, and maybe like, oh, like, like Rams are going, and oh, we got to get them off. It's like, do you want more money for your community, <laughs> Inglewood? Yeah, Inglewood's fucking dude. Inglewood's literally going to become its own little first world country in the next <laughs> ten years because it just two stadiums. What's the three, second one? It has the Clipper Stadium coming. Ooh. Um, SoFi Stadium's up. The Forum is still growing, I think, but let's go to the Forum. Gross. Uh, yeah, Inglewood's becoming like its own little thing. I would for sure become a Rams fan, which sure becomes a Clippers fan, so I can go outside of the arena. It was cool with, with that uh, LAFC arena, uh, Bank of California Stadium, that it's open. And you can freaking sit outside and see what's going on. Free, free show. Second. A bank of California stadium. You can't go inside. I can see what's going on. I don't even want to go inside. I want to sit. It's actually pretty lit inside. Damn. Steve Ballmer was really like, let's make a fucking stadium. You clowns. <laughs> Steve Ballmer also destroyed Microsoft for like six years. Did he? Stock wise. What? Maybe not company wise. Um. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking at pictures of Inglewood. It's kind of a shitty city, honestly. But have I been to Inglewood before? I think I went for. Um. There was one like music marketing thing I went to. Might have been Inglewood. Inglewood up to no good. I'm just like craving a donut. Seen Randy's Dude, donuts. You know those cupcakes that come in a pink box. No. Oh, dots or cup sprinkles? Something like that, man. There's yeah. a guy on Twitter. 
He's like a finance dude. And every weekend, he has cupcakes. And every weekend, I see these cupcakes. And I say to myself, those are good-looking cupcakes. Damn, are you going to get some? Probably not. When's the last time I had a sweet chocolate? I had chocolates in, like, December time. So someone, someone gifted uh, those Giraldi's. Cherry Delis? Yeah, the Geronimo chocolates. Yeah, those are good. And, uh, they're, I mean, I like them. Apparently, the uh, chocolate industry is, like, awful. Like, like ethic-wise? Yeah. Don't know the details of it, but so delicious. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the details. They use like slaves or something to like get the the, the beans. chocolate, or I mean, cocoa. Probably there's probably not a lot of ethical things for. Uh, where's cocoa popping? I know that Turkey is is the epicenter of hazelnut, and uh, they got a whole big uh, inflation problem because the head of their country was like, "We need to inflate to make this currency cool." Gotta inflate. Gotta keep the people down. Gotta make a pound of chicken $300. Hasn't been great for them over there. But no, then you got deflation. And that's not great. Then you got trading with seashells. Seashells are dope. If everybody thinks they're dope. Fuck. Tulips. Tulips? Yeah. You know the, the tulip bud? Back in Dutch, when Dutch was a superpower, there was a big bubble for tulips. A bubble for tulips. Mm-hmm. Now I've heard everything. It was hot, and then it was not. Kind of like other things. So I guess there's not a lot of... Uh, it would be more so like jewels or something, I suppose. Maybe not super scarce, but there's also not like a utility produces. Hmm. I mean, it uh, smells good. Sad. It does smell good. That's why it's kind of like a luxury item. What's up, cat? Still got a cat? It's not dead yet? Yeah, she's just kicking it. She doesn't do much. She kind of just exists. Kind of just like watches me. She's funny because like she'll have no reaction to anything. <laughs> you could be beating your wife and she'll just watch. It is a cat. Yeah. Cats she's are dope. Like, she's, Some she's, say cats are divine. Some say they're fucking annoying. Uh, oh, wait, that's me. Um, Scratching shit in the middle of the night. If you don't have anything else pressing, let me scroll down Twitter headlines. Maybe Apple News headlines. See if there's anything last. We already talked about Apple. At, like Apple News. What did I fucking think? I was th- what, what were my shower thoughts? Um, you don't listen to an audiobook in the shower? <laughs> No, I just listened to the screaming in my head. I was um, walking the coastline, and my <laughs> and my uh, and my phone was dead. So I was going just going raw brain, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I sometimes I had to urge myself to have a very conscious inner monologue about stuff. And it's not the super. It's not my like default brain mode network. Um. And I, I, I watched this uh, bird dive into the ocean, and I and I made a whole little monologue about uh, uh, an uh, analog uh, doing uh, a a bird catching a fish as an analogy for like drive in life. 
and I was walking <laughs> walking down the coastline and it was like a good like 15 minutes of me talking out loud <laughs> about a bird fish analogy. And you were just talking to yourself and you're like, well, am I schizophrenic? No, I kind of wish I did a little more. Like Sometimes I, said, I have like conversations in my head, like practice conversations. And when, then I catch myself. I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? What do you mean by practice conversation? Like sometimes like, I don't know if I read something, like let's say I read a headline or something. I kind of like think like, okay, I want to talk about this on the podcast. And then I kind of like know what you're going to say about it. And then I like, I kind of like think about my response to it. Is that weird? I mean, a little bit, but in a good way. It's kind of weird. Now I said it out loud, it's kind of weird. I, I mean, those are the kind of things, I mean, that I have to, I'm on the other spectrum of. My default mode is, is a little quieter and less conscious. Must be nice to have some peace and quiet. Yeah. Yeah, but no. It's the same thing. Grass is always greener. It's good for um, certain things. Yours is just an echo chamber and mine is just like a crowded mall. You're looking it's, for it's your mall. It's more just nothing. It's not an echo chamber. It's more just in and out. I have to be conscious, like, of, uh, conscious of being conscious. Sometimes maybe I just don't have correct habits of having good brain conversations. Hmm. What I say, you're going to uh, try to think of what I say. What do I say? Uh, it's more along the lines of like, it's like something like, like you said before. Hmm. So if it's like, if I know an opinion you have on something, what, what are some like, of my opinions? Huh? <laughs> what are some of my opinions? I don't know. Like, I don't know what an example would be. Like, uh, what is something we, we like disagree on? I can't think off the top of my head. No, I don't know. You know, like when someone says something or like you read something, you feel like you'd be like, I feel like, I feel like he would have this response to this, you know? Like I feel I, like my dad. I, think I, I feel like my dad would say this about this, or I feel like my mom would say this about this. You know? Interesting. Yeah, I I rarely have that thought. Yeah, I'm always well, that's just. That's nice like, I kind of like, like feel like yeah. What I know how people will react to stuff that I know, if I know them. You have a very uh, drawn character vision of people in your life. Yeah. Maybe I mean, should just move away. No, I'm not saying that's bad, but I, I I try to study how other people think so I can see what I don't think. I was watching um the Batman. No, I want to. Hey, very good reviews. I don't like it. It's like three hours, but no, I was watching fucking uh. Logan Paul's thing because I was at work for 15 hours yesterday. Logan Paul's show with Bit Shapiro, and it was kind of <laughs> old. It was from like 2019 on his podcast or Shapiro's. Uh, impulsive, and he said something interesting that I didn't really know. He was like, "Oh, he said the," uh, and they were talking about like monarchies, and they were like, 
Ben Shapiro was like, everybody in America is against monarchies, but we already treat the president as kind of like a king. When in reality, he's like supposed to not be important at all. He's supposed to be less important than Congress. He's only supposed to command the military and sign laws and like represent us overseas. But we've made him into like this, like this king like figure, you know? Um, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. So when did, if that was like the initial goal, when did like it change? And so I looked it up and I found a couple of articles. And this guy or this woman, whoever wrote it was like, don't, don't tell me the president. Let me look at presidents. But if you can say something without spoiling. So it gave like, it gave a couple examples. It said like in times of war, like the civil war, world yeah, war one, yeah. world war two, the president would like start to not overstep their powers, but like really like start to, assert like more like dominance over like controlling the country in times of distress yeah so like during the civil war um uh, i I mean legit lincoln probably yeah lincoln did a bunch of shit without congress's approval he i think he went to war without congress's approval which you can't do the president can't declare war um he suspended habeas corpus he was just throwing people in jail without them going to court um and then I mean, uh, the, the powers that a presidency have isn't, isn't that different in times of conflict that was that written not written sometime or not written see, now even i don't know well like so it was saying it was like referred to the constitution and it was saying that they don't want they the founding fathers didn't want the president to become like because he was already in charge of the military they didn't want the president to use the military to overthrow the government Mm-hmm. That was always a fear. So they tried to limit the president's power. But in times of war, the president obviously had to take out more responsibility. And in World War One and World War Two, it like got even more exacerbated and it never really quite went back. And so now we look at the president as like the king of America, kinda. The marketing aspect of that is interesting. Yeah, it, like, really we should be Lincoln, like, the only person that people know off top is like Andrew Jackson. Um Jefferson Washington. I guess Washington has that lore as well, but I think the lore with Washington is like leading military stuff. Yeah, Washington was a general, you know, like first and foremost. Um what also might make a huge difference is um it's TV versus radio still. Yeah. Where he, people liked Nixon and then people saw him and you're like, oh, this guy's kind of different and ugly looking because people only knew him on radio. Um, probably started with Kennedy because Kennedy was a good looking fellow. This is also like the last couple decades. So maybe it's just recency bias. But it's like, yeah, when you think about it, how much like how much importance we put on even just like the election of the president when I feel like maybe the election of the president should be as important as like the rest of the elections, you know, if it's yeah. really supposed to be a nation with small government, like, but the president, maybe also calling him the president instead of commander in chief plays a role into it too. I just think it's freaking as the world evolved, it got more sensational. 
Yeah. Freaking Ford, dude. No one ever talks about it. Is, was he the vice president? Is that why I like don't know what his face is? I don't know. But yeah, yeah, what yeah, if yeah. what if the president was like, okay, military, overthrow the government and turn on the people? I don't think that would happen. That's when the Second Amendment is people nice for people. Stop the steal. No, more like if there's a government wielding arms against me, then there's arms. Why did you just randomly say stop this deal? I don't know. Forget. What were those people thinking? They really thought that they were like doing the right thing, huh? I was I saw you know those stickers that say let's go Brandon. Go what? Let's go Brandon. No, who's Brandon? I think it's the guy during um like COVID riots that had the assault rifle in that one city when people were looting stuff. Hmm. Look it up real quick. Look up Let's Go Brandon. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, and there is a whole thing of like, is this guy doing something unlawful if, or is he like protecting his city with guns and I think he might have might have killed someone or injured someone or didn't do anything to anyone. One of those three. Um, Huh. And so I was thinking that uh, because it was kind of like politicized because it was like majority not white people, I think, were looting stuff. And this white kid with a like machine gun was like protecting streets. And then I was like, well, if people have that sticker and say, let's go Brandon stuff for, a, you know, sticking up against uh, looting and, and destruction of property stuff then it, it would seem that they would be on the, the same side of people who are going and breaking into a government capital. Uh, but it would probably be politicized now that way. Jesus. Logically, it's in the same thing, I think. you never seen one of those? You're in LA. <laughs> no, I, I haven't. What an image. What is it? The guy, the guy with the machine gun? Did he kill someone or no? I don't think so. I'm thinking of Kyle Rittinger. Which one was he? I think he killed a black guy, but he said it was self-defense. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, he has a, a rifle, and he, like, shot some, some black guy. Oh. Well, then who the hell is Brandon, dude? Yeah, so that's what I'm, like, thinking. I'm confused. Me too. With this fake crying ass, but look at this picture. This is like fucking. Let's go, Brandon. The phrase began making the rounds in October 2021 following a NASCAR race at the Talladega. Driver Brandon Brown was being interviewed as a crab behind him, difficult to make out. The phrase caught on as a euphemistic insult to the president and it quickly began popping up everywhere. Uh, this is completely, I think I am thinking of Kyle right now. Was he doing stuff during the riots? Like yes. Stuff? I see, I see. I have no idea what this Let's Go Brandon thing is. Me either. But I, I think it's just an anti-Biden meme. But it started like as a NASCAR chant. Were you also at the Capitol riots? No. I was there. I was there for Vice. 
for advice <laughs> i was there for advice on the ground reporting uh, uh, uh. <laughs> hard-hitting journalism whoa dude that's a picture bro right they're really like there's really not like i really think it's kind of really quite underplayed in the media even if when the media was like overplaying it it was a pretty big deal like i feel it, like people don't talk about it a lot i think even when it was like the top story like it, it like maybe it's just all news is too sensationalized at this point but like shout out to who, who took this picture liam millis um what do they got flares dude <laughs> they want flares i really just tried to just overthrow the government but like what is it what is, is there a plan after that did they hope that trumpito was gonna be like all right guys next stop you all know, right let's good, fuck good first step now it's time to freaking do stuff freaking what if trump was like dude what if trump set the military to help the rioters and then turned them on the people you think they're like down with that i don't I mean, at what point do you think they'd be like, yo, 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 Trump, chill, chill, chill. People like, Very, uh, very people are dumb, dude. People like politicize things and even like try to make it like, like they, they, like they enjoy the country more than another person. All this stuff does is legit just make a country weaker for another country to take over. At least it, maybe not drastically, but. Um, at least take a top spot or drastically. It's very, very dumb of people what? to like not patriotism. No, the, patriotism that doesn't help a country by, oh, yeah. by dividing it, not even dividing it, but, but like not logical patriotism. This is like, okay, so like patriotism isn't like tearing down the government, it's like boring conversations with people. Yeah. to make a country better and not like yelling at presidencies this is interesting yeah see like this is like right it shouldn't even be a thing like the president's role should be so small in like everyday society that we don't even know who the president is do you know who the secretary of defense is I fucking don't. That's how it should be with the commander in chief. You know, that's how unimportant yeah. he should be in our lives. Really? Well, you know, country cyclical, man. And we're, we're quite at the time of U USA where you see a lot of populist figures. And that is exactly what you've seen is more people getting marketed and riled up via presidency. It's classic, apparently, says Dalio, where you get a populist figure in office. Trump I was being the populist. I was having a conversation with someone and he was saying that we shouldn't have like dumb dude. People are dumb, dude. <laughs> he was saying that like government should basically be like an algorithm that just makes decisions. And like like courts, like all like court cases should be decided by like software. And I was saying that was bad because someone has to control the software. Someone has to be in charge, whether it's a person yeah. or a company. And that's a very slippery slope. You know, at I, least I, like, I get it. I get it, though. It's like, especially when you see a bunch of human error and you're like, oh, computer. But then, you know, at, at the root right now of everything is still humans at computers. Yeah, but that's good and bad because like that's the point because if a judge says something another judge can be like whoa 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 let's take this to court again you know there's discourse it's not one person's decision 
Yeah. Um, technology with discourse would be something that's interesting. Like, I think technology should be used to prove the innocence of people, but it shouldn't be the final decision maker. You know? Sure. But yeah, yeah. Like most things, tool for humans to be more productive in their field. But I, I do think there's a huge case for, you know, AI and machine learning stuff to help be a tool for humans. Yeah. Should it be a freaking uneditable code that gives someone a sentence? Maybe a little uh, different than that. Imagine, imagine your life, the rest of your life is dependent on like a code. That's not what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you don't know like what it's, they, it's not, I mean, I get it. And I think that in the future, there will probably be a lot more technology integrated with decision-making. Um, because there already is, you know, like judges take like all technology into account if it's relevant. I could see some AI helpers, man. Um, and so like, if it was all freaking AI decision based and no humans, I wouldn't be surprised of it. So like, let's say, let's say if it's like the case where like, so you put all the data into an algorithm and then it <laughs> yeah, just says guilty or not guilty based on the current laws. Right. Yeah. yeah. What about in those certain situations where it's just like a really good plan? <laughs> you, you don't, you don't like, it's like at the discretion of the judge, it's like a moral issue. Like yeah, a yeah. fucking guy kills another guy because he raped his daughter or something, yeah, yeah. you know? Well, and then homie, homie, um, man, Cain Velasquez, right? Um, Cain Velasquez is a wrestler. Or an MMA guy, also wrestler, but he, I think, shot someone because uh, the someone did some kind of assault to a female, a younger female in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> God, that's gross. Um, um, I'm trying to find the part where he did something, but. Cain Velasquez's four-year-old son said suspect molested him a hundred times, suggested more victims. Um, so legit that case of a, a case of someone committing a crime because someone molested a family member. Um, what, what happened to the guy? I'm trying to find what happened. I think it was a gunshot. I don't know if he was dead. Um, former UFC heavyweight champion and also WWE superstar Cain Velasquez was denied bail on Monday and will remain in custody until at least April 12th for allegedly trying to kill a man who stands accused of molesting one of Velasquez's family members. Until Tuesday, the details of the alleged child victim and Velasquez's family member were vague. Some reports had stated there was a close relative. Others described them as a close family member. You know, Vin Diesel would say it's all about family, you know. It's all about family. <laughs> <laughs> On Tuesday, longtime friend of Velasquez and former wrestling teammate at Arizona State University, Ryan Bader revealed the identity of Velasquez's family member in a post on social media, which seems like not your lane to do, my guy. Um, Kane's currently in jail. This is a social media post. Cliff notes is he went after the man who was molesting his four-year-old son. The 43-year-old man was released immediately with no bond was able to go back home. Jesus Christ. King Wait, took, the kid that was molesting? Got, uh, the guy that was molesting got to go home? I think allegedly. 
What a backwards world we live in. Cain took justice into his own hands, and although not the smartest decision, any father would have felt the same way. Um, Let the known child molester back on the streets. Maybe not known. Uh, but yeah, as I think, like if in the court of law, someone. Let's see what happened with the court of law. 43 year old man was released immediately with no bond and was able to go back home. Says Ryan Bader of Arizona State University. Jesus Christ. It's also, even if that was like a convicted child molester, I think court of law, like maybe you get some leniency for a judge that was like, okay, I get it. You're mad about your kid yeah. being molested, but I think you'd still get put in prison either way. Yeah, you're still going to go to jail. The judge um, is going to be like, oh, you should have called the police. But, you still, know, I get it. I get it. I will, probably would have done the same thing, honestly. Like, low-key. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. <laughs> Velasquez is due back on in court. Because it's still, like, two separate cases. Like, He's probably, probably in the mindset is, I don't care if I go to jail. I just want this man dead, you know? Yeah. Velasquez faces one count of attempted murder without with shooting a motor vehicle or aircraft, assault with a firearm, assault with a deadly weapon, willfully discharging a firearm from a vehicle. That's a, it's its own, its own count, eh? That's interesting. <laughs> you can't, uh, how you unwillfully discharge a firearm from a vehicle? It was an accident. I didn't have will. Your Honor, no free will. Come on. And carrying a loaded firearm with intent to commit a felony. If convicted of the attempted murder charge alone, Velasquez faces a minimum of 20 years in prison. Whoa. Um, I'm very interested to see how that plays out. Let's get that down, Judge. Because it could also be that this man, 43-year-old man, didn't molest a kid. Yeah, maybe his son was just tripping. But he didn't he say over 100 times? like You don't just say that. Um, let's see what crimeonline.com has with that headline. And also, I feel like a um, four-year-old wouldn't say that unless it's happening. You know, I was watching that soft white underbelly channel one day, and one of it was a, a homeless guy that was molested as a kid. Um, and he was he was basically saying like, "Yo, if your kid says anything weird, it's probably a thing." Yeah. Um, the California man accused of molesting the ex-UFC champion Kane Velasquez, four-year-old son, allegedly molested the boy dozens of times and may have victimized other children. Citing a criminal complaint, ESPN reported that the victim told Santa Clara police that the that Harry Galarte, 43, took him in a bathroom and molested him. The child allegedly claimed that Galarte ordered him not to tell what occurred and that it happened has happened more than 100 times. Damn. Let me go to this ESPN report. Um, the child who was under 10 years old told a Santa Clara County Sheriff's deputy February 24, uh, February 24 that Galarte took him into the bathroom of a daycare center and touched the child's genitals per court document obtained by ESPN. The child said Galarte said not to tell anyone what happened and that this had occurred 100 times in court. In the court document, the child had w said he witnessed other kids go to the bathroom with Galarte too. Galarte had has denied any wrongdoing, saying he once helped the child with his pants. Oh my god! 
with his parents when he saw the child didn't have them on correctly. Galarte lives in the same building as the daycare center, which is owned by his mother. According to the court document, Galarte's mother told police she did not believe the allegation against her son. Just, you know, per year. Yeah, yeah, he was doing it. Galarte's next court date is a plea hearing, April 13. Just a long ways away, per court records. Um, <laughs> uh, this is interesting. Velasquez's attorney also represents Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, and Scott Peterson. Oh, all known child molesters. <laughs> Velasquez's attorney. Oh. Oh, jeez. Which is... You know, I was I saw a TikTok about... Uh, I guess it was from a therapist. And he was saying that sometimes he talks to people that like think they might be in the kids. And he notices a common thing was that they were molested themselves. And he was saying that he believes that like if you're touched as a, a child, you're... Uh, you're I guess like your experiences and your emotions with like sex are like trapped at that age. So as you get older, you you still, when you think of sex, you just think of that, and, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's, that's, that's watching some of the soft underbelly stuff. Most of the, most of the people are on drugs and like without a home, probably some like molest or like child abuse stuff, but even like some other cats, you see like just sexual behavior at a young age just does weird stuff. Yeah. So Wait until you're 25 to have sex like me, guys, for the first time. That's still too young, in my opinion. 32. 32 is the age. Um, <sighs> yeah, that's. Uh, I'd be interested to see if a judge is like, yeah, I mean, you were trying to kill someone that molested your son. Maybe you don't get that much. But you were trying to kill him, so I got to do something. Like I- the judge is going to be like, okay, what if a bullet went stray and hit someone else you know while because you were driving while you were shooting too just intent of freaking killing someone still just gross negligence but i get it my guy so instead (laughs) instead of 20 maybe 10 i allegedly get it oh kane velasquez he's i mean i wonder oh man jesus because he's he's a very popular uh, mma fighter um and either he gets like the bill cosby treatment in there and he's like dope and also because like people inside usually are always against like molester child stuff. Uh, so maybe he lives a nice life in there. Maybe he gets the rich prison. No, probably get congratulated. Um, probably sides with the Mexican people. Uh, you know, famous Dude. MMA guy. At least he, he knows probably, MMA. So he's not, yeah, he, they're like, no, like if, if we have to take him down, we got to take him down with the shiv. Can't we can't be beating them up? We got to be, you know, proactive with it. Damn, I gotta learn some self defense. Yeah, just cause. When was the last time you rolled around on the mat? Before COVID, that fucking place I used to go to turned into a shoe store. Oh man, like the same company owned by the same guy. Now it's a shoe store, and I'm like, dog, like, hmm? no way you were you weren't making more money doing jujitsu, like. That's interesting. Like it's like a hype beast ass. Uh, it's like one was of it those. Was in Tucson or LA? It's in LA. Hmm. So I guess it fits, but like I'm like, bro, like that'd be something I could understand in Tucson, Loki. <laughs> he was struggling. He was struggling because of COVID. Because you know he can't fucking do BJJ during COVID. But COVID's over, bro. He can't, he can't like, be giving BJs in COVID. Come on. Yeah. Um, 
I want to do it again. For me. <laughs> you know what they say, when you don't want to do something, that's when you need to do it the most. I need to just like stop being a little pussy and just get it. Alaska's denied bail. But the alleged hundred times be a kid no denied bail. Damn, well they guess they gotta get those other kids into the, the witness seat and say, Hey, I'll a give man you a who donut. lives at a daycare center that is owned by his mother. Was molesting children? Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> like, come on. Judge, we're, we're, <laughs> this is me defending King Velasquez as a, as a lawyer. Uh, I have a suit on. I do still have this hat on. It's just, you know, it's my outfit. Judge, come on, what are we doing? What are we doing, Judge? That's that's my that's my my, my case. Do I win? All right, let's wrap it up. I got a piece so bad. Thanks for listening, everybody. Rick and Bond everywhere. Everywhere. Enjoy. Enjoy it.